Hi, I'm Dmitro Shvets, your host at the Start Global Insights, where I interview local experts in different countries about local insights and international expansion experience. This time we are going to talk how governments support exporters, and my guest today is Andriy Litvin, a Deputy Director of Entrepreneurship and Expert Promotion Office of Ukraine. Hi, Andriy. Hi, good afternoon. My name is Andrei Litvin. I'm the Deputy Director of the State Institution Entrepreneurship and Expert Promotion Office of Ukraine. And mainly I'm responsible in this office about export activities of the, our governmental institutions, uh, namely the education, consultancy, analytics and partner search. Andriy, I uh, remember how more than 10 years ago uh, we have been to Kiruna. Uh, in Ice Hotel. This is in the far north of Sweden. And uh, we met there an owner of the Ice Hotel and he told us a story how it all began. And uh, he said that they were sitting in the middle of nowhere because Kiruna is actually almost the North Pole uh, with some local guys and uh, they were chatting how they could attract more people to this uh, cold and unfriendly region. And uh, as they had plenty of ice, they've got an idea to sell the ice, yeah, so to build a bar, an ice bar, completely of ice, and uh, to export it to other countries. Then they just were thinking how to do that, and they contacted the Swedish Expert Promotion Office. Uh, and as uh, they contacted soon, they opened ice bars in several countries, like in uh, uh, Canada, I think, in, in New York, I believe, and also in Tokyo, what was uh, the most amazing for me. And they began to export ice blocks from the nearby river to build these uh, ice bars in, in, in other countries. And at that time, I saw that uh, I would wish that one day we would also have such an organization in Ukraine. Uh, and at that time, it was almost impossible. And then uh, suddenly, the Expert Promotion Office uh, appeared. Yeah. So uh, could you tell us... Uh, a bit the story, the short story of its creation. I, I remember that that was uh, uh, first not the part of the government organization. Yeah, yeah, a great case actually, uh, and I was dreaming about it too because uh, I used to live in Poland and I saw how the Polish organization works with uh, almost forty offices abroad, and it was like my. A dream to have uh, such an office, such an institution in Ukraine, which will be responsible for the export activities and promote our products and services. Yeah, basically, um, the story uh, began in, if I remember, in 2016, um, when the international partners of Ukraine, like Canadian, European, they started to worry about Ukrainian exports. They were interested in Ukrainian products and services, and there were a few projects Uh, which uh, started to fund and uh, provide financial aid uh, to organize such an office and uh, hire consultants. Okay. So mainly, we invited a lot of consultants from different countries and also uh, involved Ukrainian uh, experts from the project management uh, or consultancy directions and provided... Uh, like developed such services like educational courses, like uh, consultancy, like analytics, and also the most important, important the partner search. Because uh, before the 2014, the main uh, markets uh, for Ukrainian companies, they were like Russia, Kazakhstan, uh, so nothing in common with the European uh, certification, license, uh, restrictions, etc., etc. And it was really hard to understand how to help Ukrainian companies 
diversify their markets, and mainly to the European Union and Canada, United States, Middle East. Uh, so yeah, and after we proved uh, our efficiency in 2018, the this consultancy body uh, was restructured to the state institution, uh, which was, was was funded, started be funded by the government, uh, and also in uh, 2020 we started the process uh, to add in this entrepreneurship. So we divided into. Uh, one project, one institution, which is responsible for both activities. Okay, but um, in, in fact, this is not a very bad idea because, uh, to my opinion, yes, yeah, so the entrepreneurship uh, is very tightly connected to the uh, global markets. Because if you are going to global markets, you are acting like a startup uh, because you have like everything new, new clients, new markets, you. You need to make new hypotheses and check them, like in startups. So the general like approach could be the same. Our idea is that any anyone could start their own business, develop it, and become uh, became an uh, exporter. So because now during the war, uh, based on our surveys, more than forty percent of Ukrainian business uh, businesses would like to export and start their export activities. Now Ukraine is known anywhere, and Ukrainian products. Um, Really, they're cool. Uh, I mean, you cannot find something similar in the world if you're talking about different products, about craft production, um, and so on and so on. Cool. But um, you said that uh, when you uh, were creating the office, you have been in, uh, researching different uh, other types of other countries' organizations. Is there kind of a benchmark uh, in the world of expert promotion offices uh, or trade promotion offices in the world? Uh, who are the best? Really difficult to to choose one, but for example, uh, for me, if and from my point of view, the Irish one is the best, and I think uh, and I heard a lot from the different TPOs from the European countries that I also thinking that the benchmark is the Irish TPO, uh, and um, they like collecting information from them about their procedures, about their services, uh, and then trying to develop something similar, but for the internal uh, audience. Okay, uh, I um, when I consult companies, yeah. So when I uh, tell them like where to search for information, I uh, always suggest them to go to the expert Gov, yeah. So the U.S. Uh, trade promotion organization because they have a lot of. Uh, valuable resources and so dedicated to the US exporters but in fact anybody can use it i suppose that we also have uh, this type of data that can be used uh, from abroad now we are providing analytical reports about some sectors uh, focused sectors for for the ukrainian economy and uh, for us based on all also surveys and analytics we are providing the reports the trends main markets which could be the best option for Ukrainian companies. Our main idea and our plans for the next year is to uh, communicate the database and uh, the expert GovUA uh, so the information could be updated in the real time. So any company, we, we, we would like to create um, such kind of dashboards with the database from from the uh, Euromonitor, for example, yeah, with the updated information or Statista, so the Ukrainian companies could search anything they would like. It's like an open data and find anything they want. We used to, to, to make it with um, Ukrainian 
uh, information platforms, for example, at the DA Business uh, GovUA, you can find an analytics um, in Ukraine about the sectors, about the new entrepreneurs, any information. And it was created especially for the governmental institutions, for the decision making and for flexibility. I heard that, um, as far as I know, yeah, that DIA business uh, uh, got uh, some great award in Europe, yeah, or in, even in the world uh, for for digital uh, tools. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, our international partners already asking about the platform, about the tools we are providing because they would like to provide involve it into their systems. Well, wow. yeah, Ukraine now is the top of digital changes in the government. For example, the Minister of Digital uh, Transformation, they're already helping Estonian partners to provide like DIA in their country. But uh, as we know, uh, the Estonia was one of the top digital countries in the Europe and the, yeah, yeah. the world. But now, Amazing. The, yeah, Ukrainians are helping them to provide such systems internally in, in their institutions. Yeah, the country that uh, gave uh, the birth uh, to the video conferences, yeah, the Skype uh, uh, Skype creators. And uh, I also remember that our Estonian partners, also something like more than 10 years ago, maybe 15, they were like saying me that, hey, uh, you see, we can register company from our laptop within five minutes. And you cannot do it, yeah. And, and now we we can do it, <laughs> and but but we also can do it better than Estonians. That's that's interesting. And yeah, they're, so. they're more important that to close the entrepreneurship also to end the. <laughs> the yeah, this is this is very important. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. To open the company is not not a big problem, but to, to close the company, this is a big one. Coming back to the. Um, expert, yeah. Uh, I know that you are doing a lot of uh, job now, yeah. So you're helping. Uh, companies to go abroad. You are making a lot of uh, trade missions, uh, looking for the partners abroad. Uh, what are the main obstacles or the main challenges now for export for Ukrainian exporters to go abroad? Yeah, the the main one, the first is um, financing. So export is a, a long term game. It's not a cheap uh, activity to start expert, to promote company, to visit exhibitions, to present, present their products, um, to develop new products, to adapt it um, to the regulations, to get certification, licenses. Uh, and they are making mistakes, choosing not the right markets, uh, choosing not the right exhibitions, choosing not the right uh, partners. So it costs a lot. And also the, the additional problem um, also based on our mentality in Ukraine, for example, that our companies, they um, don't want uh, to export together with another companies from Ukraine because it's really difficult for a small business to find a great partner. For example, the main market for Ukrainian companies uh, from based on our surveys, yeah, the focused market for them is the United States. And they uh, all think that it's easily, this is the best choice because after the United States, the European market, the Middle East, they will be open for them. Uh, but they don't understand, for, exa for example, that the small business or medium-sized business, they don't have a capacity to go into big retail chains or supermarkets in the United States. And to do this, they should work with another companies in Ukraine, with their competitors in the internal market. Yeah, it will be cheaper and easily if you like go in connection with someone and you divide the financial costs, uh, you are sharing your experience. Like an example, yeah, we have a lot of textile um, 
manufacturers in Ukraine, which are working for the European uh, huge companies like Hugo Boss or um, something like that. Uh, and for example, they're supplying um, some ingredients, or if may call it, uh, from abroad. Um, also, it's possible to manufacture it in Ukraine internally, but uh, they should invest some money. So the best option is, for example, that five or ten companies, they're working together, they're sharing the costs, they're building this manufacture, and then they're using it. Uh, two two episodes before we were taking we were talking with uh, Romanian um, Romanian expert and he ha- he said that Romania is uh, one of the lowest uh, has the lowest level of trust in Europe and I believe that we are close to the, to Romanians yeah so this is this is the mentality of low trust to each other but I I think that now it is changing dramatically uh, also because of the war yeah because we are like helping to each other uh, also heavily. Uh, but this is also about the long-term thinking, yeah. So the long-term investments. So not to have the profit, and this is because of the instability, yeah. So the people are not accustomed to to, to live in the stable world, world like like Europeans, for example. Yeah, like my colleague uh, says, some uh, CEOs they would like to invest in the exhibitions, and other ones they are buying new Toyota Land Cruiser. <laughs> Yeah, if I remember, two years ago, I had a meeting with German cluster of the aircraft cluster. So uh, the cluster which is joining a lot of companies which are producing some parts for the small planes. So the one company is responsible for engine, the another one for IT, the another one for something else. Yeah, they're cooperating together. And this is a great idea because they're working quite long. Uh, They have some internal atmosphere. They trust each other. They're feeling quite good. You know, the the cluster is responsible for the lobby. Everything works. You know, it, it, I think that it takes time. So you, I, I totally agree with you. So I, I see the same the same situation with all um, companies that I uh, work with. But um, because of the struggles, we also have this muscle of innovation. You know, that we have a lot of struggles and that that makes us to be innovative, to be resilient, and to be innovative. And that's why uh, when you are talking to some European organizations, your ideas are, like for you, it's very simple, yeah? But for them, this is something innovative because they didn't even think about that because they are living in the stable and normal situation, yeah? So they they just not motivated to do some, some stuff. Uh, I usually, um, I'm looking not... Uh, huge companies in Ukraine to understand the situation uh, of the business environment. Uh, I usually look into small businesses, like up to 10 or 20 people. And I see when I see this creativity, the efforts uh, also when I see that they are exporting their products or they're uh, selling it uh, on the marketplaces, um, it's great. Yeah, I mean that European companies, they're not ready for that. They are trading like uh, on their local market in the city or in the region, but Ukrainian companies with 20 people, they're selling internally in Ukraine and also sending their the products abroad. Uh, it's amazing. How do you how do you support this small and medium enterprises when they're going abroad? So mainly, the, the main difference of our institution that we call the company our client. So we are working uh, with them based on some um, businesses 
regulations. So they are our client and the, the client have the rights. Uh, so mainly uh, we're asking them to fill the form to understand their readiness. So the, the form mainly was created based on the Canadian uh, best practice. It's like uh, 38 questions. After that, we understand uh, on which stage uh, of the export activities company is. After that, uh, for example, uh, if the company is a beginner, they don't have expert, they're just starting. So we have some educational courses for them from what they should start, what they should read, what they should understand, etc., uh, etc. Et also, we have some courses for uh, companies with some experience, uh, but they are divided into sectors. So th- those courses are niche courses. We are providing such courses in cooperation with the Estonian Marketing Institute, and we have experts, uh, foreign experts, for for such courses. And they, during those courses, this is a long-term courses for eight or nine months with practical cases. For example, if any anyone, any company would like to participate, they should understand that they will have to do their homework. And for example, it's divided into modules. And during the, each module, the um, yeah, participants should find Ukrainian company, small or medium-sized businesses, and work with them. For example, the one module is divided uh, and the main topic is analytics. So they should find their client and free of charge provide the analytical services. So to, to um, investigate the market, uh, to prepare the report, etc., etc. So those courses are like practical. Uh, unfortunately, uh, they're also expensive. So those courses are uh, financed by international partners. Uh, the second way of our help is consultancy. For example, we have individual consultations. Um, we are talking with the company. We have individual meetings uh, when we're trying to understand uh, where they have some gaps uh, and where the problems occur. Uh, for example, to understand probably they chose uh, the not like the best option of the market for them. Uh, and also, this is this is going uh, in connection with the analytical department because they're analyzing markets, the products uh, of this company, and the markets abroad. Also, uh, there are a lot of analytical services. Like uh, there are some of them are automatically provided uh, on our website, expert.gov.ua. Um, any company should find the criteria, the regulations, uh, the um, governmental or non-governmental barriers on the website. Um, and another, we can prepare the report, analytical report for the companies um, based on their request. For example, if any association or the group of companies, they have a request to analyze five or six or 10 markets, they don't understand which one is the best for them, uh, when, where they, their products will be competitive with the local producers. So we could help with them. We're analyzing those markets. We are searching the information, um, using our databases like open data and also databases which are paid. Um, and after that, partner search. It's also exhibitions, trade missions, the catalog of Ukrainian companies and our huge dream um, is to have a Ukrainian brand like making Ukraine and to promote this. Talking about this uh, partnership, partner search or these trade missions, uh, you are making quite a lot of them. Yeah, so you are uh, you are organizing everything. Yeah, so you are you are looking for the exhibition itself. Uh, you you are paying for the booth, and then 
you are finding the uh, potential customers for the booth. How well does it go and uh, what could be done better? So mainly we are providing services to the uh, food sector, food and beverage organic sector, uh, IT, machinery, um, creative industries like lighting industry, furniture. So those are the most important, but we're also helping another one like uh, medical equipment. So this is not a problem. Uh, we are looking for such exhibitions. Those days, um, we had an opportunity to ask the organizers to provide something free of charge or with a discount. Um, so th- this was the main way to cut the costs. So uh, we have a lot of activities before the exhibition or any trade mission. Um, for example, before the trade mission, we have uh, some courses, not like courses, workshops about negotiations or presentations of the companies. So we're teaching them how to present the company, how to prepare the materials in the correct way, uh, how to provide negotiations uh, like one by one, how to sell your products, yeah, how to make it, it attractive. From our side, the exhibition uh, for the prepared companies is the most efficient way. And also trade missions, yeah. Uh, nowadays, trade missions um, are really difficult to organize because it takes uh, up to four months to prepare. Uh, and it's really difficult to do it uh, in Ukraine with some problems of, with electricity, internet connection. Based on our statistics, uh, if, uh, for example, 10 companies participate in the trade mission, three of them uh, will be have contracts after the first time, after the first uh, coming to the country. Uh, and if you're talking about exhibitions, uh, it's like statistics are the same, but the amount of the contracts is bigger. What is the most uh, efficient in during these um, events? Uh... From our uh, experience, this is about promotion. Uh, like, you know, this company, uh, MHP, uh, the, the biggest Ukrainian company. And also... Poultry, poultry producer, yeah? Mm-hmm. So they, for example, uh, f- from our conversations, they don't need new clients f- on Middle East market. Uh, but they're participating uh, each year on the biggest exhibition. They're paying for, uh, like, you know, this gold partnership at the exhibition. So their logos are everywhere. Uh, it costs a lot of money. Um, and that's all. They like, uh, you know, making this cab up on their stand and presenting their companies, but they're not looking for the partners. But this is more more like a brand awareness uh, thing, yeah? Yeah, this way, yeah. But for small and medium-sized businesses, I would recommend to participate in some niche exhibitions uh, divided into concrete uh, products. Uh, for example, we had an exhibition for organic producers, um, Nordic Organic Fair. It's quite small exhibition uh, in Europe, uh, but one company, even during the exhibition, signed the contract. What do you think is the difference uh, between uh, this type of communication with your potential clients and uh, remote one? Yeah, so like sending the samples uh, via post and uh, communicating via emails or video conferences. Why this is so important to be in the place and uh, meeting them physically? This was the main problem during the COVID-19. Uh, and the, the main uh, problem is trust. I had a case with the Ukrainian IT company, which companies which are mainly working online, yeah? Uh, but the CEO of the company has one rule that he will not sign the contract uh, if the potential buyer will not come to Ukraine to see his office, his people, and to talk with them. 
So after that, um, I just asked what is the statistics because he paid uh, everything. So he is inviting and he is paying for the uh, flying, for accommodation, for everything. And I just asked uh, what is the statistics? Uh, where is the result? He said that no one can get back uh, from Ukraine without the contract. From your experience working with so many requests from many industries and many directions, um, how do you think uh, what countries are the most difficult to enter? Oh, I think that the Asian countries, they are difficult uh, because of the this cultural, cultural difference and because they don't know about us. Uh, they, they know only like sunflower oil, Uh, or something like that they they used to um, to buy Com- commodities yeah. yeah commodities mainly but they they don't heard about Ukrainian products uh, with added value uh, like Indian probably heard about IT but they don't know about anything else uh, Japan for example yeah also it's really expensive market to enter uh, so those markets are difficult for Ukrainian companies like small and medium sized they extremely difficult for the bigger one it's or could be okay for them to uh, to diversify i know that ukrainian huge companies they're working with chinese uh, with japan also uh, also um i would not talking about the united states and canada it's everything is clear those markets are quite difficult but it could be this goal could be achieved uh, if you prepare all the documents um, and everything is clear with your company so you could find a partner But the, the difficulties are also on the African markets. Those markets are unpredictable. So if we are talking about huge companies as well, there should be a lobby there internally on the markets. If you're talking about small and medium-sized companies, I think it's a small chance to enter those markets. Egypt, probably Algeria also, but for example, Nigeria or something like that, no. Low chances. Even, even if they uh, join like in cluster to, to uh, have this lobby? Cluster, I think it could be. Uh, for example, at uh, in the first half of January, we will have um, um, like internal conference with our partners from the business France, the same TPO, and they will share with us the experience how... Uh, how they're working with the African markets. So there will be like a consultant from the African office. Uh, so we would like to get this experience to understand how to help Ukrainian companies because Africa is uh, is a quite good point for us now to exchange the Russian products as well and Chinese. What is the easiest uh, country to, ex- to export? I think that Ukrainian companies would like to say Poland, but it's not. It's not at all. The, the Ukrainian companies using Poland like a hub to transfer their products uh, into Germany and other countries. But the easiest, I think that L- Lithuania, Latvia, Estonia, uh, those countries could be the easiest, but they have small demand. What would be your advice uh, to the exporters or to the companies that are just going to start export? <sighs> <laughs> you know the, the main recommendation is not to be afraid and uh, to start it will be quite difficult it will be expensive uh, it will be nervous but after that everything will be clear 
and now export is the main solution for us and uh, the main the main way to survive because the war uh, should be um, going not on the front line but also uh, in the economic front line good so thank you for such an advice and i also motivate ukrainian exporters or not exporters just companies that are looking to export and to start it and um, it won't be so frightening for you to do it because you won't be alone you will be supported thank you andre for being at the show and good luck with your uh, expert promotion activity thank you for invitation you are listening to the start global insights the podcast for businesses looking to expand globally with your host, Dmitro Shvets. Find our episodes on Google and Apple Podcasts and other major platforms, including YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe, not to miss the next episode about another interesting country and how to make your business there. <laughs>